Hello and welcome to Off Their Shelf Reviews. I didn't know about Bob Foss before, but I fucking certainly do now. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss All That Jazz, which released in 1979. Written by Robert Allen Arthur and Bob Fosse, and directed by Bob Fosse. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Roy Scheider playing Joe Gideon. Joe is a Broadway play director and famous film director running his life at a frantic and hyper pace while trying to balance his relationship with work, his ex-wife, his daughter, his current girlfriend and the multitude of women that he's going to sleep with we also follow him as he confronts the angel of death and looks back on his life. It's showtime folks! So I was always kind of aware of this film, but okay. never actually had any inclination or want to actually watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was because this film came out in 1979, the same year as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, sci-fi film of all time. The thing came out in 1982. Oh, I'm talking about Alien. Oh, sorry, Mom. <laughs> and uh, Alien and all that jazz uh, went head-to-head in the Oscars in one field, and that was set design. And right. I've said many a times, I think the set design of Alien is... One of, if not the most influential in all of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it lost to all that jazz. <laughs> and I was like, what? A bloody film that's about theatre dancers? And so it was like backstage. I was like, well, that must have been really hard to dress. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, not in, I'm, not, I'm not going for this musical with the guy that killed sharks. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, I'll pass on that one. Yeah. And uh, woe behold me, because uh, I missed out on a really, really interesting film and a fascinating director, which I knew very little about. And after watching this film, went on a bit of a discovery Mm. to find out the man behind the story. And in so doing, has done nothing but enhance the film even more, knowing how near autobiographical the story really is of Bob Fosse, who is, is mainly known as a dance choreographer who got one of his uh, early films being The uh, Pajama Game in 1957. Ooh, wow. And since then, this guy has honed his craft, developed his style, mm. which has become really influential in terms of his dance numbers, his routines, mm. and his image uh, that uh, is still being uh, copied and influenced today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what more I can say upon my friend's opening monologue there, because personally... I'd never fucking heard of this movie, and so when it came up on the list, when Gary was just like, we got to do all that jazz, I was just like, ooh, okay, what the, what's this? And so I do what I normally do, and I researched it, I researched it, I wikied it, just to make sure what I was going in for, and yeah, like you said, Bob Fosse, two hours long, you know, legendary Broadway director, done you know, great productions like Cabaret, like Chicago, you know, and I, I recognize Chicago because obviously we'd had the remake, I think it was Renny yes. Zellweger and, and Christina Aguilera. So I was like, oh, right, so this motherfucker's got some skills because, like, he's done this, they've made it into a film, then they've remade it into a film. So, okay, why have I, like, it's, it's always what I ask myself, like, why have I not heard of this? Why are people... Why are not more people talking about it? Well, and, I, I, I mean, I was always aware of the film, but I, I, I would... All, I would echo that and say that this is a, a near forgotten film mm, yeah. it doesn't get brought up in the mainstream or in conversation that much oh at all. yeah yeah and when we talk about roy scheider you know and i said scheider i know you're not saying schneider like the other guy scheider sorry jaws 
mm-hmm. Jaws 2 one of the greatest fucking sequels of all time fucking Sequest DSV fucking Blue Thunder you know fucking Sorcerer like this guy just I've, I've always loved this actor yeah so I, the more I see of him I'm like well I was always fucking right right you know like this guy's fucking awesome and yeah I'll go along with Garrett I, I watched all that jazz and by the end of it I was just fucking applauding I was applauding you know just absolutely everything and I like I said, I, I spoiled it for myself. I read what happened. But the main thing at the beginning of the wiki, I remember, is that it, it kind of explaining, like, how he opens his day. You know, Joe Gideon, Bob Fosse, would wake up, slap on some orchestral fucking music, stand in front of a mirror, gargle Alka-Seltzer, fucking sort his face out, and then just, it's showtime, folks. And he's off. He's a fucking chain-smoking fucking workaholic drug fucking abusing drug workaholic womanizing womanizing <laughs> fucking genius I, I, yeah. it's genius too far to say no 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 and we get all that in the first 10 minutes of this film yes it, it sets up the character for the fall and the film very subtly at, at first indicates like something bad is going to befall this character mm-hmm, as the story's mm-hmm. going on and as the story will go on you can see his fate is pretty much sealed there's nothing he's going to be able to do to avoid what's coming yeah yeah and right at the start we are introduced to jessica lang yes. who's sort of talking to him and they're kind of like in this dream world yeah yeah and we see him on this sort of stage and backstage and yeah it's filled with debris i'm like it looks like everything's gone wrong or everything's all over the place or it's just an indicator of this man's mind yes 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 yeah, yes yeah. yes because like i said Bought it, but it was just like, it was talking about the angel of death. And I was just like, I need to visually see this. And then when Jessica Lang popped up, I was like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. Yes. You know, like her just there, her presence just feels like, it's like she shouldn't be there, but she just kind of controls this space. And the weird thing is, they're quick edits. Some of them are really quick edits. They... Well, that's it. Yeah, the first like five, ten minutes of the film, we, we were establishing his morning routine and we're also establishing then his audition phase mm. as he's about to start a new mm-hmm. project and we have hundreds of, <laughs> of, hundreds of, of, of uh, old people auditioning. Yeah, well, he's actually starting a new project while he's also trying to edit and finish his old project. Right. That just, again, it just is establishing how much of a workaholic he really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And also how much of a perfectionist he is because we find out that the film that he's editing, they've been editing it for months. Yeah. They've gone, you know, months over, over time. Four hours like, and they're trying to shorten down. And it's really, what, just a film about a stand-up comic. Right, well, we, that's the only scene we keep seeing that's, and it repeats yeah. it a lot. But... You know, in hindsight now of after we watched the film, like because that those scenes keep getting repeated, and the guy, the comedian, is talking about death, yeah, and yeah. and he's reenacting all of the stages of grief yeah, and yeah. Uh, and anger and yeah. acceptance, and you know, in the back of my mind, it planted that seed immediately of okay, we've had the angel of death. We didn't know her name of Angelique yeah. or Angel of Death. I mean, we just interpreted it. That yeah, yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just you know, she is a grim reaper by by and large, and I love her how playful she is with him it's yeah. she gives the impression yeah. she knows exactly what he's going to say already but she wants him to say it out loud and yeah. just admit it yeah because it, the, the sequences kind of go coincide like you've got the sequence where he's just come off stage he's been watching these dancers it was a you know am i wrong to say it was a fucking awesome opening montage oh, yeah. of dancers just doing what dancers do to get their job 
on stage. Yeah. And and it even it's even the little things as well that you can't help. But when you when you watch the whole group auditioning and you've got one guy there who's just like behind everybody yeah. else, he can't do it, and it cuts to the little girl. He starts pointing and laughing. Yeah. It's like it's just a snippet of a moment, but it's but it's real. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And and we've 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 got um, Joe's uh, ex-wife and his daughter sitting in the audience, and he comes up to them and he's just like you know. Oh, how you doing, honey? And he gives his he gives his daughter a kiss. And he's supposed to have her that weekend, and he can't because he's forgotten that he's already working. And so you get the impression that he's cancelling again on this daughter. I mean, it's the fucking ex-wife's, and the, the daughter looks at least twelve. So, you know, whatever he did, it's it, the marriage is over, but they're just balancing it. But it cuts right back during this sequence to Je- Jessica Lang. And, and Roy Scheider in this other area and she questions him about his relationship with his daughter like right on it and he, he's just like yeah I know I'm not a great father you know but I do love her you know and everything I kind of do is for her and then it will cut right back to the film and we're watching him rush off to the next area that he's got to go to carry on his editing it like Gary said I, d- I don't know what it was it just felt so real like all the films that we could ever watch and review you know they're all entertaining they're all fun and they've all got their own stories and time that people put in this was just like here's this guy's life and we know it's real because pretty much everybody fucking goes through this trying to get a film started or get your ass on stage or be in a giant broadway uh, production or you know just to be famous or just to even like his daughter just to be even noticed and this guy is like, whoo, whiz, 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 off. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, we get to see more of his sort of relationships breaking apart where he's been caught cheating by his current girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah. and she's just like, look, you know, I want you to spend time with me or I might just go off and do something. And he's like, oh, you know, what? you should probably go go do something, actually. It's a, you know, go do that. Yeah. And then she gets on the phone. Yeah. And she, and she arranges a date a with date. another guy while yeah. he's like back and forth out in and out of the room. And, uh, and he's just like, what, did you just, is he, is he straight or gay? Is he trying, are you going to sleep with him? Yeah. And uh, he, she's just trying to get a reaction from him. And he's like, oh, yeah, no. It's like, I've, he's like, I've tried to be generous with you with, with, with items of clothing and stuff. And she's like, yeah, you're very generous. But I just wish you weren't as generous with your cock. <laughs> and he, you know, and so I'm like, ooh, it's, that's very true. And, yeah. But he seems unfazed by it. In fact, he's just like. That's a really good line. Yeah. I'm going to remember that and use it in a future play. <laughs> I just wish you weren't so generous with your cock. That's good. We're looking at 1979 America, Hollywood, Broadway. You know, it's none of this is fake. This is real. These people were just sleeping from door to door. You know, like you said, the, the, the dancer he contacts... You know, how many of those dancers on stage when he was going for the audition had already been there before and he'd slept with them and he didn't like them and he wanted to push them and he wanted them because, you know, even the executives are like, oh, we should get her because she's really good looking, but don't get her because she's a horse face. And he's like, we're taking her because she's better than the other one. And you're just like, yeah, that's that's the business. So then when you're seeing the personal relationships, you've got Anne Reinking uh, playing Katie Jagger, the current girlfriend. And when I was looking up, because I you know, did what Gary did and I looked up Bob Fosse, she was actually an ex-dancer of his that yeah. he'd had a relationship with. So he'd got her into the film to pretty much play herself. Well, the thing is, she apparently had to audition several times <laughs> because she wasn't given the role right away. So it's just like, it's life imitating art, imitating life. Yeah. <laughs> And, and 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 that's the thing. One of one of my worries while I was watching the film were the the amount 
of musical numbers um, that, that go off in the film. Um, and it's it's not like Grease, you know, it's not fucking over the top. No. But, no. but there's a few that are fant- fantastical. Yes. You know, they're in his head. Because the Angel of Death are getting them to play out yeah. explanations of situations that he's found himself in. But then also, like, listening to uh, Bob Fosse or or anyone that does dance choreography, like, they imagine it in their heads. Yeah. So it is this, this fantastical thing. Yeah. And then it's how do you get it from inside your head and get it inside the minds of others to then recreate it? Yeah. And so, like, that's that's the passion. That's the work. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the film explores that very well with, like, how well he handles... Uh, the the dancers as well. I think he has a very gentle touch with them mm. that actually made me warm uh, to to Gideon uh, much more than because obviously we see him as a womanizing, yeah. you know, self destructive almost character that's ruined his marriages and his relationships with his child. But at the same time, the more you spend with him, the more you get to know him, the more you care for him anyway. Well, it's like what we said, didn't we? We we both put this film on the pedestal up there with with Michael Keaton and Birdman. You know, fucking. Whiplash with J.K. Simmons. I mean, I mentioned fucking Synodoki New York with Philip Seymour Hoffman because they they all seem real but fantastical and, you know, these things are going on in these lives but you can just get along with the characters. Yeah, they're fucking insane and they shouldn't be doing what they're doing but you just can't help yourself be mesmerised. And so, like, that sequence where he's getting... Uh, was it Victoria? I think her name was, was the dancer that he'd slept with. And so he's kept her on and, you know, he's already told her he doesn't think she's a very good actor. And she's admitted that she kind of knows she's not a good dancer. She just wants it. And he says, oh, I'm going to make you a great dancer. And so they're in this room and he's shouting at her, stop smiling, straighten your leg, fucking get faster, do this, do that. And she ends up just breaking down in tears. And you're like, oh, fucking motherfucker. But he walks over, you know, he has a little word in her ear, puts it back out there performs and then when she looks at them in the end he's just like better yeah and you're just like who's in the wrong there well you know was he in the wrong for blitting her and trying to get the best out of her or was she in the wrong for staying should she have just told him to go fuck himself and go off but instead what they have managed to accomplish is to push both of their careers their paths their projects whatever to the next stage level yeah I, I just wanted to go back to yeah. uh, another thing I was saying was with the dance numbers. Now, for sometimes in musicals, dance numbers are just a celebration of the thing that just happened in the moment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But what I found with the musical numbers in this is that each song told a story. Yes. And uh, during the musical numbers, there was often like uh, uh, cuts to, you know, uh, like... Roy Scheider or Gideon just responding or reacting or just observing. Yeah, yeah. And so we're getting these little detailed character human like study moments really that really helps develop all of these micro characters as well. Yeah. With just those little few second cuts here and there during the musical numbers which are they're great. They're fantastically choreographed. The lighting, you know, e- e- each uh, movement is is uh, captured well and edited to the music. Uh, and it's really coming here. I was sat there watching these musical numbers and there's the next musical number and then the next musical number. I was like, these are these numbers in the film are the entirety, beginning, middle and end of the song. Yeah. Like normally in a conventional film, when you have a musical scene, mm. you know, I'll have a part of it and then it will cut to the, you know, the the scene whilst the music carries on in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas when you're watching this musical, obviously it is full blown musical each, each, each moment through. But being someone who's a bit, you know, I don't, don't watch many musicals, yeah, 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 yeah. but I was absolutely captivated and enthralled in 
the costumes, the makeup, the performances. Yeah. Uh, and so you end up getting engaged with it. And even though you might not like the music or the or the songs, yeah, yeah. you still get wrapped up in the characters of it. So it, it's win-win here. Well, it's almost like we said, like with Whiplash, you know, you know I'm not a big drumming freak, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I was watching Whiplash, I was, it just went along with the movie. It just went along with the tale. And so the same with this, like... Like, he pulls in, fucking Bob Fosse has got this new idea, or he's trying to sell his current idea, which is uh, air erotica. Um, I I don't even know how to fucking explain this sequence where... Do try. Yeah, I will. Um, Without as many F-bombs as I can. But So he's he's got all of his executive buddies in, you know, these guys have been there throughout his whole career, his lawyer, his accountant, the, the studio execs, whatever. You know, and so you know, because you've seen them in the background, that they know he's a success because they've made money from him. So they'll throw as much money at him as they can. But then they've got to question some of his ideas, some of his projects, because, you know, they're so intense. They're so all over the place. You're not entirely sure what he's trying to say. And so when you've got this erotica moment where you've got this group of dancers, men and women all over the place, and then, what's it, they go out the little flashlights and they get this smoke and it's... It's it's a song about sexuality. It's a song about men and women and women and women and men and men and well, I thought it was group a, and... a song about going on a plane trip. Oh, that's there. It's called Take Off With Me. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, 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 <laughs> and Valeria from fucking Conan, fucking the queen from Red Sonja, she fucking takes off, mate. She takes off the whole top. And I was there like, Conan? <laughs> Conan, man! Have you seen this fucking shit? Oh. Well, there goes the family audience. <laughs> and, like, for, for for a little while of that musical number, I felt uncomfortable. Like, it was going on a little bit too long. But at the same time, for me, with this film, the first 20 minutes, I was, it was so intense, was so overpowering with what was going on. I had to pause it and go, fuck me, how long's left? Like, that felt like 30 minutes in that 20 minutes, but I've still got a lot more to go. And if it's as intense as this for 20 minutes, then whoa, where the fuck are we going? So when yeah. I got to this bit, like, I paused it. I went and got myself a glass of water. I questioned, like, what I'd seen. And, you know, like, was it good? Was it not? Was it... Like, I, everything you talk about, when you talk about a film, you look at a sequence and you go, what the fuck did I just see? But then as soon as I hit play again, and it finished, and the executives are there... And they're unsure if they're going to give him the money. The dancers are unsure if all their hard work is even paid off. Right. You know, to a point. His ex is just like, God damn it. That's the greatest piece of work you've ever produced. Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> you kind of get the, uh, the, 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 the range of responses to that number. Yeah. I absolutely. I'm fucking jumping to it now. I absolutely love that fucking sequence where he goes in and he's written the script. And he's gotten everybody there to sit down and do a read through of the script. And just has just as um joe gideon's ex-wife is about to do it because she's forced herself into this part of playing a 24 year old and in a way you kind of feel like she's done it to spite joe but at the same time she's doing it for herself as well because her daughter's old enough that she doesn't need her mum always there her mum is a the, the mum is a professional dancer as well and has been doing all this hard work so why shouldn't she be the fucking lead of this thing and you know you'd had that musical bit with the pianist and where she was doing all of her dancing and it, it was so beautiful to watch because Roy Schneider's coming in and he's questioning all of this what he's doing and where he's going with this film and you didn't realize at first but halfway through I'm like oh my god they're singing 
but they're singing in speech because he's kind of dancing around her while they're talking. And so then when he went off, because he'd got this really good idea, she burst out into laughter because the pianist was like, oh my God, is he going to cancel the show? And she's like, no, you fucking idiot. He goes through this like six or seven times. And so they sat down there looking at this script and Roy Scheider looks at his ex-wife in front of him and as she starts to talk on the script, the audio just goes. And, yeah. the, and the only audio we get is Joe Gideon walking around doing stuff. Yeah, lighting a cigarette, putting the cigarette out in the ashtray. That's just the sound. He's completely blocked it out. He's, he's <laughs> blocked out everything. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't know what he's written. He doesn't know if the joke, like, like the, the the people around him are in fits of fucking laughter. But is it fake laughter? Are they just playing with it? Exactly. Yeah. Because his wife is looking at him like she knows you're just not, you're not even interested. You're not even here. You're somewhere else. Um, we're just going through the motions, but the motions are going to pay the fucking bills. You know, if they if we pull this fucking show off, it could be one of the greatest fucking shows yeah. of all time. But we know things aren't going to go very smoothly as we know he's suffering from deteriorating health, as we've seen in the slow... As we had him in the mirror early on saying, it's showtime, folks, and then him repeating that mm. throughout the film every mm. morning. But we can see his health is getting worse and worse until the point where he does collapse. Yeah. And the rest of the film is kind of dealing with the fallout of his deteriorated health in terms of the cast and crew of the production wondering whether it's even viable to put the play on, whether mm. they can get a tax rebate and write it off, mm. and whether they'll be the able to fucking, yeah. maintain all the actors while he recovers over the months in hospital. Well, that's or... it. The executives are going to lose out on money if they don't put the show out. So they're obliged to try to at least push the show out so that they can recoup some of the money back. And in fairness, they mark it out like, yeah, we're going to actually make out quite a bit if we can get the show off the uh, the blocks. So they go to John Lithgow. Right. <laughs> and he's, he's such a smarmy prick in this. Yes, so, oh God, he's only in a few fucking scenes, but those few scenes, you're like, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're he fucking, nailed like you. asshole perfectly. Yeah. And so they're like, look, you know, we're going to, we're going to put you forward with this script. And so he ends up coming back to his buddy with a script and he's like, oh yeah, I've maybe revised some notes, which is like half the fucking block. And, um, and, I like I love that sequence where his ex-wife is in front of everybody and she's talking uh, you know how he's doing well and he's laughing and joking and we, and we had seen him when he'd been put into the bed at the hospital like he'd convinced um, all of his buddies to come in and help him drink and smoke he was flirting with the nurses he's defying everything he's defying the doctors have told him rules. yeah um, but it gets worse and so she's lying you can tell she is lying that she doesn't think he's going to survive she 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 knows that his body started catching up, and I I really felt sad because there's the sequence where he as he's with his daughter, and they're dancing in the studio, and it was so amazing to watch Roy Scheider. Fucking the man could move, like the man could fucking dance, and he's going through the motions with his daughter, and he, you can tell he loves her. She loves dancing. She loves spending time with him. She doesn't want to leave him because he's got to throw, throw him out to the. The, the mum and that's kind of where he got the cold and he it was it was raining and he came back in yeah and he was kind of suffering from it and so there was another sequence um at his home when his his girlfriend his current girlfriend and his daughter did a whole musical number for him 
It was fucking beautiful to watch. Just them dancing up and down the stairs. Yeah. Just the camera work, choreography, just the, the whole scene. Well, that's it. It's just that uh, how little amount of time he's been able to spend with his daughter. And so in that scene where he's dancing with her in the studio and in that scene where yeah. she's putting on a show for him, it, it says so much because obviously... He, she is interested in his field of work so that she can spend more time with him. Yeah, and yeah. so her wanting to be a dancer, yeah. wanting to oh. be noticed by him, oh. and then him giving her all that time and affection as well. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, the sweet moment in the film. Yeah, yeah. Because again, we see him back in the hospital, and it's like it's one of those films where you don't expect open heart surgery. Oh fuck yeah! Like archival actual footage. Yeah. In this film, and it's like it's quite a shock. But, it really is. But it's but it's real. It's fucking real. Like the guy had to have open heart surgery, and he's he's what is he recovering? And so Roy Scheider in bed is watching Roy Scheider, Joe Gideon direct all the of stage his play adaptation play. of the hospital drama that he's been going oh, through. It was so great, and it's kind of mixed in with like hallucinations as yeah, well. The whole yeah. thing, so it all starts to become it's, more dreamscape esque. Yeah, just like the the you know the scenes with Angelique as well. So you're like, is this real? I'm not sure what's even real anymore now. Is no, the ex-wife is doing a musical number. His girlfriend does a musical number. His fucking his daughter, his daughter does, does yeah. one. Don't die, daddy. Don't die. Oh. And so you're. You're almost like positive that he's gonna survive, right? right? You want him to pull through, you, yeah, because he's got want... so much more life but, left to give. But he, but you you know you you know we knew we knew because you this the way the movie has been portraying this this yeah. you know uh, this 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 script this idea that like, everything's got to catch up, everything's got to come to an end, um, and he he kind of relapses while he's still in hospital. And then he, he ends up escaping. Right. You know, and like at first, I, like I didn't realise until after that, the like he's talking to some people and they, they they tell him that he can leave and stuff. But then the doctors there are like, where's Mr. Gideon? He's gone. And there's Roy Scheider just fucking jumping through puddles with just, just the dancing hospital going and on. Just dancing yeah. and happy. You know, and he's off his head. He sits with some cleaner somewhere and he gets the cleaner just to keep singing this song over and over again because obviously he loves music. And the guys in white jackets come along and they pick him up and, and, and they take him back. And then he just, he has this huge musical number at the end. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes of uh, of these scenes, these musical numbers, all just... Everybody in his almost, life. Almost, yeah, every, like, yeah, literally going through his entire life. I mean, the whole film is kind of dotted bits of his life throughout. Yeah. And then it's kind of all comes, happens at a flash at the end. Uh, as everyone pretty much says goodbye. Yeah, I, I loved because you had the the, um, the the black host yeah. we'd seen, and we we'd seen him on TV a couple of times, and he kept doing the same intro, which Joe and anybody with him would say. Uh, you know, they would repeat what the host is going to say. One of my greatest friends, great a great friends, humanitarian, great known humanitarian. him for over twenty five years. Yeah, and then when it came to Joe's turn before this musical, musical number, the host came out again and did just the absolute opposite. You know, yeah. the the most unhumanitarian person ever. I've never even actually known him and stuff. And then, like I said, this great musical number. He, he sings Bye Bye Love, but it's his own version of, you know, I, I think I'm going to die now, you know. And he just sings with all the audience. He's rushing around. And then he zipped up. That is a really oh, cold, holy. cold, harsh ending. Because when, <laughs> yeah. when he zipped up and I'm like... Well, what happened to everybody else? And the and the film goes have some credits and think about it. And I'm like, oh, like because like we care about everyone around him as well because they they need him and he needed them. 
um, for everything to be the way it was. But he was ju- he was just a moment in their lives as they were yeah. just moments in his. It's it's brutal. Oh. It's it's almost depressing. But the whole film is also it's not uplifting. It's kind of a melancholy feel to it. But it's still fascinating and exciting uh, uh, just to watch this character, even though. We kind of knew, we were teased, we were warned. The film hinted that this was the end. Yeah. Uh, and But the journey there was, was quite a ride. It yeah, really was. It was. Ian, what were your favourite scenes? Oh my God, like, uh, my first uh, favourite sequence um, was uh, during the dance montage audition sequence at the beginning where he's cutting people uh, left and right and you get these two women walking down the stairs and one of them goes, fuck him, he never picks me. And the other one goes, I did fuck him and he still doesn't pick me. And I'd fucking just burst out laughing. I just was like, oh my God, I had to pause the film, rewind a little bit, listen to it again, and then note it down. Cause I was like, that's great writing. Yeah. Oh, fuck him, he never picks me. Bloody, I did fuck him and he never picks me either. You say that's great writing. For yeah. me, that just goes to show that obviously, you know, uh, Bob Fosse, uh, and his co his co writer. Yeah. Well, we know clearly they had a lot of you know backstage um, you know uh, relationships relationships in time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's no surprise that they've probably taken actual real dialogue that they've heard yeah. and yeah. reused it in this, just like the line that Gideon says he heard and will use later on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, um, I love the uh, the mustache guy when he sang his song. It just it was just really fun, you know, and. Like, the executive has tried to get this guy into the show and Gideon wasn't too sure. He, he wasn't uh, wasn't sure if he even could get the guy in there. But then he's listened to the song and he can't deny that the guy's pretty good. But you can tell he's a little bit pissed off because now he has to work the guy into the show somehow. Um, the Living With Two Girls uh, stage show to Jessica Lang. It was it was just so great, you know, them... You know, they were sleeping together, they were do- shopping together, they were doing all this stuff together, and then one of the girls leaves with the leaves with this note, and Gideon kind of re- reveals what the inside of the note said, and Jessica Lang kind of turns and goes, well, how do you know the note was for you? And I'm like, oh, she in with the truth! <laughs> the fucking doctor sequence, when, it, you know, Joe's feeling a little bit ill, so he's, he's called a doctor, come see him, and it's the 70s, people. Doctors fucking smoked, like fucking bitches and so he's there with a fag in his mouth and we can see joe has been chain smoking since he's been like eight years fucking old you know and you're like you think it's just stupid or it's a joke but it's real that's that's what would have happened or could have happened or been happening man i fucking love the sequence uh with keith gordon always fucking love the great keith gordon yeah fantastic and watching him in that sequence with the burlesque dancers i mean you know (laughs) <laughs> what am I going to say to that? Um, but it was him stood on stage, and I'm sat there like, is that a stain on his pants? And the oh audience my. are laughing, <laughs> and then they look, and then he looks, and you're like, oh, it is. Uh, the fucking air erotica dance sequence uh, with uh, Sandal Bergman, uh, Valeria. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to bring up the fact that she's an incredibly fucking attractive lady doing some dance sequence on top of some scaffolding with all of her friends around her. I mean, it's the 70s. We're 2023 now. Men, men, women, women, fucking group, whatever, whatever you know, fly a plane, take off, whatever. <laughs> the the hallucination, you know, the the takes uh, with his wife, his girlfriend, his daughter. I mean, I I don't want to steal too many from Gary, but I love the daughter sequences as well, you know, when he was, um, when she was dancing, when they were dancing together in the studio and when she was dancing at home with the girlfriend. Um, I loved when, it, like, he got the review, you know, and he's lying, or well, he's got all the good reviews from his fucking publicist or whatever. 
And he's like, where are the bad ones? And he has to wait for the woman to come out on TV and she basically tells him it's a flop and that nobody should ever watch it. Or like, <laughs> I give it half a balloon. <laughs> Which deflates. <laughs> oh. Um, and maybe the final big number, um, because, I mean, tragically, Roy Scheider died, you know, like, what, well, early 2000, whatever, and I, like I said, I'd always been a fucking fan of his, um, so when the film just ended with the bag zipped up, it really just punched home, I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, he's, he's not with us anymore, thanks, movie, I'm, I'll, I'll be going now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are so many memorable moments in this film. It really is hard to uh, to list uh, all of them. Um, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I mean, I can literally start with the opening sequence, the opening uh, montage of his routine right into the auditions and narrowing them all down until he gets his cast together. Yeah. Like, seamless, editing-wise, choreography. Everything was just really, really well put together. Um, I really liked the hospital uh, hallucinations. I thought they were really well done. Uh, just just bridging that gap from reality to dream. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to know like where we were. Yeah. Was he still in hospital? Was he back on his feet? Yeah. As maybe it was just my you know, wishful thinking that he was going to get out and keep doing his work. And, yeah. Yeah. I really like the uh, everything old is new again. The oh, mother-daughter yes. dance scene. Yes. Fantastic. Loved that. Yeah. I love the line, I just wish you weren't so generous with your card. <laughs> again, I was like, that was, awesome. that was really good. Uh, and of course, it's not not favourite, but the the moment when we see him having the open heart surgery, oh. you're just like, are they going to show this? Yeah. Oh no, they really want to show this. They're That's... really going to show this, yeah. <sighs> and then of course, I also really like the repetition of him in the mirror, like I said before. Yeah. Great. And then of course, there's all the dance numbers. The take off with me is fantastic. Probably my favourite dance scene in the film. Yeah, it is a little bit adult and a little bit risque, mm. uh, but uh, it, it was it was fascinating to watch it really was Man, can you imagine if we'd watched this back in the 80s oh boy <laughs> <laughs> Ian do you recommend all that jazz I fucking wholeheartedly recommend this movie um, but I am gonna put a warning out there that obviously we understand this movie is not for everybody like it's probably one of the lessons from this movie that you know everything comes as salt or sweet for a lot of people so like if 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 you're just into action and horror uh, and don't want musical numbers, then you're not going to get anything from this film. But I will say to you with a fucking stamp of approval, this movie is so fucking real. It's so fucking raw. It deserves to be up there with movies like Whiplash and Birdman and Synodogy New York and probably a whole fucking host of others. A lot of movies have probably taken a lot of ideas from this movie and we never even fucking realised it. Jessica Lange is goddamn fucking gorgeous Roy Scheider is a motherfucking legend and Bob Fosse whoa <laughs> oh hell yeah I'm highly recommending all that jazz a really high recommendation this is a top tier must watch fantasy musical drama from one of the most influential directors of stage and cinema Bob Fosse masterfully tells a personal and cautionary tale of workaholic choreographer Joe Gideon, and through memories and dance numbers, we understand how his choices and passions would lead to an early grave. Roy Scheider was absolutely tremendous in the lead role, a real heartfelt performance, incredibly convincing and moving, and some of his career best, and the scenes shared with Jessica Lange were so memorable and bittersweet as the taste of death looms over the rest of the story. 
The film has a great pace, with the structuring of the flashbacks and dance numbers and dreamlike memories or complemented with precision editing, highlighting key character moments and showcasing the incredible talent in front and behind the camera. I dare call many films a masterpiece, but this might just be. From set design, costume, cinematography, lighting, music, the dance choreography and direction, all just sublime and award-worthy. Topped with compelling characters and an engaging, relatable story, this is a must-watch and worthy of being re-watched endlessly. True classic. It's showtime, folks! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. Before. Show.